Welcome everybody to Live from the Garland podcast. We are here with a very special movie for myself personally, Stand By Me, the mm-hmm. Rob Reiner 1986 classic, which Brennan hasn't seen in full. I don't you? really feel like we need to out me. <laughs> no, I, I kind of like, like that you yeah. haven't seen it because I think we need to do a post podcast after you've seen this movie in full for the first time. And it's how many times you get to see a movie for the first time ever at the Garland. That's true. Yeah. It's kind of like you're going to have that memory now at this theater with this movie, which this movie is top five all time favorite for me. Yeah. When I first met you, like when that, when I, from our, you know, our story of when we first met, Uh you like brought up this movie and and like, and how you mentioned, and you mentioned how this movie was filmed in Oregon. And I had no idea that this movie was filmed in Oregon. Yeah. uh, but yeah, it seems like it's a movie that really you've, you've fallen in love with. So, and you've gone to this town and visited so it, right? When I was living in San Francisco, I would take road trips up to Bodega Bay where they filmed mm. the birds. And I would kind of do these like Hitchcock exploring adventures through the Bay area. Yeah. And I started to just kind of fall. Whenever I would go to these places, I would notice there would be something about the movie kind of tied into the place like Bodega Bay. There's this place called Mm. the birds cafe. And it's like, everything there is like centered around the birds and Hitchcock. And I'd always known that stand by me was filmed in this little town in Oregon called Brownsville. And so we were driving to Spokane for, I think it was like, my brother's wedding or something like that. But I planned a movie road trip up the West coast and I was going to visit like a bunch of different locations. Oh, fun. And so I was finally going to get to see Brownsville, Oregon. And as we were driving there, the very first time it is like you're turn off the major highway, you go about like 15, maybe 20 miles. It is a little town. Like you have to go out of your way to find this place. And as you drive into it, you drive across the bridge that all the boys like walk across, mm. not the major one with like the the train on it, like the bridges that are like leaving the town. Nothing has changed about this town since it was filmed there. Wow. And as you walk in, this town is so tiny, they know you're not from there. And as soon as we went into the first shop, this lady just handed me this brochure that was like, here's all the locations from stand by me that <laughs> they knew like, no, there's no reason to go to Brownsville, Oregon, other than if you love stand by me. Gotcha. Is it, a, is so, it a coastal town? No, it's okay. inland. It's about an hour and a half, probably South of Portland. Okay. And it's like this rural kind of farmland ish town. Mm. And it's, there's really nothing there, but it's just, it's when you see it in the movie, it's this beautiful kind of cool little town. And it just has that, small town vibe to it and all the locations are still in good condition like the Mm. diner is still there all the places are still there you can go behind this building like you haven't seen the movie but there's some iconic things that happen like a gun goes off there's just these little moments and there's a scene where Vern, one of the kids from the movie picks up a penny at the very end of the movie off the street and they actually glued a penny to the ground in that exact location and you can go to where their tree house was built like the tree's still there and uh, so as I was kind of walking around, some of the townspeople, they're just nice. They're super nice as you're walking around. Like they want you to be there. Th- there's no, like, the, they don't get outside like, money coming into the town. Right. That's like, go, you're going to a diner. They had a video store there still. Like it was. Yeah. Uh, well, you told me about like this town in like uh, South Carolina where, is it, is it South Carolina where beyond uh, 
Good and Evil, that movie. Oh, uh, Savannah, Savannah, Georgia. Savannah, Georgia. Sorry, yeah. thank you. They kind of have some stigma with it. The, they call it yeah. the book, but okay. no, there they completely embrace the movie. They love awesome. it. And they actually have a Stand By Me festival that I think is every like June. And it's a big event for them. Like it's a three day weekend long thing mm. where people from all around the world come. They, I guess Stand By Me is huge in Japan. I had no idea. Hmm. So they actually have Japanese people coming to this little town in Oregon specifically for their love of this movie. Wow. And so I've kind of, that's where I had the idea of what is it about certain movies that attract a specific type of person? Like everyone has like their movie that they genuinely love or like are attracted to or who is this movie's audience? Yeah. And so I've always wanted to go to that festival to be like, what would make you travel halfway around the world as a pilgrimage to come to like, what is it about this movie that yeah. attracts? I mean, even the people coming tonight. Yeah. What is it about this movie that makes that people are so attracted to? So I don't know why my, my father didn't introduce, introduce me to this movie. I saw this movie. I was like, like, so it came out when I was, three years old and I saw it when I was six and at every stage of my life this movie has kind of meant something different to me mm. and when I was six I was like the the kids were older than me at that point yeah and I just wanted to go on an adventure I remember like liking the, and I was six and it's a, I think it's R-rated too which is funny because it's clearly a Stephen King story these kids are going to find a dead body and the whole movie is light and fun. Like there's like bullies in it. There's like heavy moments, but the interaction between the kids is just lighthearted. It's fun. Like it's your childhood, but the end of the movie, when they see this dead body, all of a sudden they realize that this adventure they're going on has some weight to it. Right. Like when they actually uncover hmm. the reason they sat out on this thing, like why they lied to their parents. Spoiler and, alert. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler uh, alert. They find the body. <laughs> so this movie came out. So we're like 10 days away from this movie coming out on August 22nd in mm -hmm. 1986. 1986. So that's yeah. probably why I never saw it. Cause like I was two years old when yeah. it came out and I just like, it just missed me. Uh, and like I was mentioning earlier, like well, this wasn't a, a movie that like I was yeah, going. It's not to a kids. I mean, it's kind of a kids movie. Like, I mean, when you watch Stranger Things or The Goonies or any of those movies, Stand by Me was kind of the first one of like these group of kids that were on an adventure. It was just happened to be an adult mm. adventure, and they kind of like everything kind of spawned from that. Like even gotcha. the new It, it's still clearly like a Stephen King movie, but the interaction between the kids it all the first movie i even remember seeing that was kind of touched on all of that was mm -hmm. stand by me oh, oh and the music's incredible i mean it's just it's top five all time like i can't even tell you how many times i've actually seen this movie wow i mean this kid wrote me so i posted about it maybe uh like two or three days ago saying that i was going to do this event here and talk about the movie and this kid wrote me that he was living in china or japan at the time and he was a foreigner in this country and he was trying to pick up the language and tr like just felt completely out of place. And he said the only time he felt like he was at home is he would go to the library and put on Stand By Me and just be by himself and watch this movie. And he wrote this on my Instagram, just telling me this personal story. And he said he watched it 15 times over that year and it just locked in America to him. Like this hmm. feeling of just your childhood and like there's something this movie i truly believe it has magic in it like there's certain timeless classics that just 
if you showed it to a kid today, they're going to love it just as much. Like it's, I don't think it ages. It really doesn't. Mm. And I mean, it's kind of hard because I don't want to spoil things need, for I mean, you. I, spoil, I mean, I know <laughs> the basis of it. I mean, like yeah, yeah. I've seen pieces of the movie. Like I've mm. seen them like sitting around campfire. Like I've seen, you know, the scenes with like Jerry O'Connell and Corey Feldman. Do you remember the, Phoenix? Like I know all the kids. Did you in remember it. the like, pie eating scene? Yeah. Like okay. I know, like I know the, the, like it was, it was a movie I definitely saw as a child that like I, it just went, like went, went through one ear and out the other. Like it just didn't so really. Rob Reiner was going to cut that scene too. He was oh, really? like really like on the fence about it. He thought it was kind of too silly or ridiculous because mm. he imagined Gordy, like he knew he grew up to be a writer and he kind of imagined him being Stephen King as he grew up. And telling this story, though, it's kind of silly and ridiculous. But when he would show it to test audiences, they loved it. That was like their favorite part of the movie. So he decided to leave it in. And mm. it, now it's like this kind of perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of the mo main scenes that people remember from this movie yeah. is that scene. Like, this is like, I mean, when I was a kid, I wanted to like run around wherever I was living in this like like make wreak havoc and like just go on adventures. Like we were talking yeah. about this last time with the Goonies. Yeah, yeah. With the Goonies, is mm -hmm. like we always like we always were seeking adventure as kids. And like, do you remember like a time when you were a kid where you're like, what is something you did where you're like, I'm seeking adventure. I'm going out with my buddies to like all the time. Like, Literally, this movie is that's another reason I'm so attached to it. Mm. When I was a kid, I would climb the high drive like the bluffs i would go down there all the time and just uh, explore i remember finding an old like abandoned buggy like from like the 1970s that someone must have driven off high drive at some point because it's just sitting down there and i would go walk those train tracks i would walk the train tracks all the way through like what's oh that? like high drive like down to Fel down, down to like uh vinegar flats yep all yeah the, i would walk all of it for days i go like leave my house and just I would meet up with friends and we would just explore the, yeah like that cliffside mm -hmm. for, and then we'd walk the, I remember walking the train tracks and we would look back to see if a, a train was coming and you could see a good, like the bridge we crossed was like 50 right. feet. It's not like, it wasn't like in the movie where there, there's a huge gap and there's a corner where you can't see the train coming. So we, oh, there was, it was dangerous, but not really. Yeah. Like, but that, all of that, like that was my childhood. I remember biking the South Hill and going to my friend's house and just, we were never inside. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. Like the only time we were inside is when it got dark out and we, then we would go in and watch movies and stay up all night and have sleepovers. And I'm like, I don't know if kids are doing that same stuff nowadays. Like, are they just on iPads? Are they on their phones all the time? Or well, are I, they I mean, out like yeah, exploring the <laughs> hide? Or like, I mean, they're not, my kids aren't, yeah. I mean, they're six years old. They're not exploring stuff yet. Yeah, but like, yeah. I mean, they're definitely like outside in the summer. Pretty like, often. Like, yeah. well, we have them in, we have my twins in like a, a summer camp where yeah. they're like, they're going on, going out and doing stuff outside. And like when Link gets home, like all he wants to do is like play basketball and That's shoot great. hoops. And then like, and then at the end of the night, like we sit down and like watch, watch a movie movies and, yeah. yeah i mean that's when all those i mean it was the 90s man like we yeah. would like ex be outside all day then we'd go to blockbuster mm. order like dominoes right. and then be inside all night and not sleep till like three or four in the morning on a if you got your parents to let you have a sleepover or you were at your buddy's house or whatever For it was sure. And those are, and when we would play Stand By Me, it almost recapped what we did. And we kind of always imagined being those kids, like yeah. having those adventures and like doing that thing. 
And it, as a little kid, I looked up to them. And then mm. I was that age and I liked the movie because I was them. And then as I got older and like in college, I would remember Spokane because of that movie and all my childhood memories and all the people I left. And now I'm an adult and I watch all of that. And I remember every stage of my life mm. and this movie being a part and of so, it. Yeah, like, and that, I mean, I think that goes with, I mean, that's something that all the movies do to me is just like, mm -hmm. they make me, re they remind me of a certain time in my yeah. life of like, and there's specific moments where I'm like, that movie reminds me of being a, like me and my best friend, Mike hanging out yeah. and like riding our bikes on the North side of Spokane. Like, like, do you have like, a what's your strongest memory from like childhood, like, like adolescence of going to see a movie like in the summer, like, cause you lived up, on the south hill so like were you yeah. going up to like lincoln heights lincoln heights i would bike there by myself we would literally go to second look books mm. we would like grab like a whatever milkshake at mcdonald's go to second look books i'd always look at stephen king books i've had like a fascination with yeah. them ever since i was a kid and they always had like the cheap paperbacks that i would buy and then we would bike all the way there i would go see movies at lincoln heights and then sometimes we'd if my parents met us we would go to the pizza spot, like right next door. It was oh, nice. Lincoln Heights Pizza. And then if they were nice, they would put my car bike in the car and take me home. Or I all the way back and down, <laughs> down. And it was like, I mean, it was still just summertime. Like I just yeah. liked being out and about. And like they kind of let me have free range of the whole South Hill. Yeah. And my brother was the same way because my brother's only like two or three years younger than me. So mm -hmm. we were always together and always had friends with us. And mm -hmm. it was just, that was my childhood. Do you have, sure. but do you have like one movie, a summer movie that you were like, like well, the biggest seeking? one was, I mean, 1993 Jurassic Park was okay, yeah. like the pinnacle for me. Like that was just like, I mean, but even seeing speed, I remember mm. like seeing Keanu Reeves speed yeah. and it was for my friend's birthday and it was like R-rated. And I remember his parents being like, I don't know. I forget the other movie we could have. I think it was Beverly Hills Cop 3. And it was either one of those. And we got to choose. And we all ended up deciding to go see Speed. And we all walked out of that movie. We were like, this is incredible. Like, literally just lost our minds. Like, thought it was right. the greatest movie ever. And, uh, yeah, then we went back to his house. And it was like 10 of us, like, just wrestling and just doing whatever it was we yeah. did all night. But, um, I mean... As a movie guy, I could like almost every big movie that came out. I got Independence Day, like all the big ones from my youth, mm. I think are pretty major for most people. But I do remember the exact theater. I saw it around and the Fox and the Garland. I mean, they were dollar movie theaters back in the day. Oh, that's right. You because like because so the Fox was like a movie theater when mm -hmm. you were a kid. Yeah, it was it was pretty sketchy though like i yeah. remember going down there like my parents wouldn't let me i could never go downtown on my own i could go anywhere on the south hill mm. i could go literally as far as lincoln heights and i was raised right on like the rosars on 14th mm -hmm. i was yeah like right there right so i wasn't not, like it was i had to go uphill all of that all the way like, to all the way to 29 all the way over yeah, yeah. Oh, i'm I mean, sure you they didn't go all the way up to 29th like you're cutting over like near manito right i would yeah <laughs> i would go up through i mean i think i would literally went up link I, every i mean i took a different direction yeah. every time just because i liked exploring but uh yeah and i'd always meet up with my friends who lived way up on the south hill and mm -hmm. then we would meet at comstock and then go all the way over and then just go to the movies and go to hastings and do all of that stuff which is all of it's gone it's crazy man when they put in that new blockbuster that was on the corner of 
I can't even remember the streets now, but it's where it's like a GameStop now. Oh yeah, remember yeah. the Pizza Hut that used to be right there, right? Too? Like on 29th and um, now North, it's a uh, mattress Southwest, store. Southwest and Boulevard, I'm like, oh, yeah, it kills me. <laughs> <laughs> mattress store. <laughs> or the really nice blockbuster, <laughs> like the fancy one, was on 14th and Grand. That one, oh, when they put that, that in, I was like. That was the. That was like one. one of the last standing blockbusters in and, Spokane, and it was. And beautiful. they were like, they were so pushing like the, um, their because you could do. They were doing. They were starting to do a Netflix thing. Yeah, yeah, where you could do, um, have it mailed to you and all that stuff. Good podcast, to listen to. Go listen to. Um, uh, it's called Wizard and the Bruiser. They do the history of blockbuster. Okay. And they talk about like how Netflix offered, or to, it was like off like. Netflix was going to buy, buy Netflix, Netflix. Yeah. and then they said no. No, and yeah. I'm just like, that's crazy. It's yeah. just that How whole different story things is... would be today if that happened. Like we would yeah. still probably have a version of a video. Store. I don't know if that's true though. I I, don't, I mean I well, think there Netflix... I think this I think this nostalgia of video stores is great for like yeah. for the the millennials and X, Gen Xers, but like there's no Zennials that are going to be going to a movie store to like rent movies. But mate, cause Netflix was the one who started streaming. Cause remember it was really bad in the beginning. Yeah. They, they like were terrible titles. Mm -hmm. And we're like, why would I pay to stream this? It didn't really make sense. And then they started to get some better movies, but it was really when house of cards came out yeah. and they just released all of it. And all of a sudden people were like, Oh my God, I'm addicted. And it changed everything after that. Nothing was the same. Video stores were just annihilated after that. And it was, that was the end. That was like, then it was just, I think there's a way, uh, there's a place for boutiques to come back like video stores, like in the, but I still think there's not enough. Like that's my life's goal uh, yeah. is to plant. I've literally know the feeling that I have of going to a video store on the weekend and going to like pizza or whatever. I'm not the only one who misses that. Like having that sliding through Netflix or iTunes or whatever, <laughs> having not touching anything physical, not seeing yeah, hundreds of covers to be like, oh, like I totally forgot about that movie. All of that is gone. And I know that I'm not the only one who misses it. I just don't know. I literally am trying to figure out the best way to bring a version of that back. I almost imagine it would have to be like a bar or like a type mm. of restaurant where like the back wall is like, just it doesn't even have to be dvds it's yeah. just like a cover but like you could actually hold it and mess yeah. with it and be like oh. and then you could scan it on your phone and actually have it at home waiting for you like on whatever the platform is so It'd doing be something like so that. doing covid ruins down on monroe uh -huh. they tried something like this where they didn't they didn't really they, they weren't so they were serving you could like get food to go out of there yeah but they had they had just movies you could rent yeah and and they also had like the like vhs players yeah. and like well, dude, other even like 50s diners like it's like it's so specific to that mm. era like you go into a 50s diner you know like milkshakes cheeseburgers the music the type of music that's playing are we going to get like a 90s version of that where it's like you go into kind of a blockbuster but it's like <laughs> could be a bar or a restaurant but like 90s music is playing like why is the 50s diner the only thing that mm like it's still kind of held true. on like there could be another version of that now i just haven't seen it because if someone made it and it was popular you would see that spread like yeah. crazy no one's just done it right yet yeah. or hasn't even attempted I, I, yeah it. i really miss my arguments that i did have with my wife at the <laughs> like deciding what movies we were gonna rent yeah. and then that was i, I miss that yeah, yeah I mean, it's, the best. it's still my best memories of and i don't know i mean i also was a child and my childhood was 
awesome. I mean, I love I mean, going to the movie, going to the movies, going to the going to the blockbuster Hollywood yeah. video when I was a kid was like it was no other. It was every Friday night we'd yeah. go there, we'd pick out three or four movies. Mm-hmm. We w- I would get a, maybe a couple video games and yeah, I never even went video games. Yeah, like so, like video games, like in like, yeah. but it was like an hour long experience, like yeah. this. Like I would like go look, there going through there and just walk the aisle. Like every aisle I would go down as a kid, I remember the feeling of being like, oh, this is like the Western aisle. Like mm. if I want to feel like a Western or I want to like, I would look at all the covers and I could tell the difference. I'm like, oh, these are like the comedy aisles. It's more silly. Like the covers are different. And then I would go to the horror aisle and you would just get a different sense down each aisle. Yeah. And it was like, how did I want to feel that night? Like what experience did I want to have? And I remember just studying the covers and reading all the back of them and being like each one of these boxes is a story that I get to like dive into. And I would get obsessed. Like I would just, and I watched everything. And then I started figuring out, Oh, certain directors, like there's when I started figuring out directors made typical movies that I liked and then I would latch onto them and then I would watch everything they'd made before. What was the equivalent of like IMDb before Leonard Maltin's book? Like it was like a big <laughs> thick book. It was like that big, and it was like a Leonard Maltin book. And I would buy them, and I would like kind of check it off. But it was it wasn't easy. Like it was yeah. And I would and it had everything in there too because I'd always think it was gonna miss something. And they had like each year I think it got updated too. Mm-hmm. And I'd find like huh. old ones and yeah. I mean that I would find at Second Look Books and. Yeah, I mean that's cr- like I I had the Netflix problem at Blockbuster when I was a kid. Like it was just like I'm just gonna rent whatever, whatever, like whatever, because yeah. I I enjoy the Goonies or mm-hmm. Howard the Duck or whatever. I don't I didn't rent Howard. I, mean, I had I that had, on. I recorded that off HBO. I remember because I had oh I have two sisters and a brother, and mm. I was the oldest of all of us. And I was my dad whenever he would take me to the video store. I was in charge of kind of picking my siblings entertainment for the oh. night so i would oh i knew their taste and i would kind of got good at figuring out what people would like and not like and so i would be in charge and because if they didn't like the movie i was in trouble like they just they were mad at me and mm. so i would always kind of find a movie that i knew everybody would like and then i would rent i even remember the first the reason i started making money is because there was movies that i wanted to rent that my parents were like no you can't watch that and they're I started working on a farm, bucking bales to make money. So then when I had my own money, they couldn't say no to me. And they put me on their card as being able to rent R-rated films. And that's when I, <laughs> but I watched some stuff. Like I remember watching, like st- getting into Stanley. Cause I would look at the, I would read a bunch of movie stuff and it'd be like, oh, Stanley Kubrick's the greatest of all time. I'm like, well, what are his movies like? And right. I was like, holy, this is <laughs> insanity watching that. And like, I remember, I mean, The Shining, like, was mm. one that it was kind of approachable as, like, a 12-year-old. But even the the only thing that I really remember from that movie is that scene where Jack Nicholson is, like, staring out into the whatever, the maze. But he's not blinking, and it's that slow pan in on him. Mm-hmm. And his face is just kind of, like, dead. And he doesn't blink for almost, like, an entire minute. That Whatever that feeling is that of watching that happen... Mm. locked in like I don't I still remember it to this day yeah. and I now I've seen the movie countless times since then but being that young watching those movies I now have 
I hated Stanley Kubrick because I was like, how is he the best? Like, this guy is terrible. His movies are way too complicated, way too big. And then as I got older, I started my education evolved. I evolved as a human. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, there's like levels to all of this. Right. And so, yeah. And it just kept getting deeper and deeper and I've never stopped. I've like never let up, but it's weird that movies like stand by me, which we don't just get simple stories that don't have like a huge, me there's just like slice of life kind of movies and time periods, but I'm like, we don't get anything like that anymore which is really strange that like, I don't like think of the, well, you haven't fully seen it, but right. when you watch this movie, think of a movie now that's even kind of similar to that. Cause we got like now and then in the nineties, which was kind of like the oh, female ish like, version of this, which is amazing also. Like right. they're just, they're these coming of age stories that just lock in nostalgia and the time period and, people love them they still show up to them they still love these type of movies and i'm like when is like someone from our era going to make a version of like the 90s like a 90s like version of this well i i, I think it exists that we just don't there's some of them we have some of them like something over the I last couple of weeks like things like this of. year like project x hit its 10th anniversary the and party one, like the that. party one and yeah, like yeah. and i don't care for that movie at all but uh -huh. it hit a note for for zennials and old, uh, younger millennials where like they just love that movie because yeah. it's what their experience was of going to parties and like i watch it now i'm like this I is this is we too much kind of more, right? like because like for our movie like our like, is still very innocent like <laughs> american pie like i mean i watch yeah. that and i have like strong like nostalgia of like for sure my time like other movies are like like rookie of the year like oh, yeah is like a big one for me i, I watch um heavyweights I, oh. I i had my kids watch um heavyweights the other night yeah. and that was like I mean, but those that are like Mighty Duck. Kind I don't of know. Kids but you're movies. like you're talking about like a, a more like dramatic. I don't even because this when you see this, there is it's a perfect movie. It's like it's comedy. It's heartfelt. Mm. It's nostalgia. It's literally every emotion that's attractive to just the human experience is in this movie. Mm. It's the reason. There's a reason people love it on not the people will have the pilgrimage from japan to come to brownsville oregon to be at the spot where the movie was filmed just to like be at the place where this thing was created right that's not like well they don't do like set pieces aren't really like a thing in movies anymore either like you don't like there's like towns don't like take the feature of a movie that mm -hmm. much anymore unless it's like purposeful yeah like i mean because like now everything's filmed in like vancouver or it's filmed in like hollywood or in well even like, like benny and june like i like, don't like it's filmed here there's a few movies that are filmed here like even going down to ferguson's i love that they have all the posters mm. of the movies that were filmed there yeah in the spot because mm -hmm. it is just those little like that's enough like it, just knowing that it was filmed there so when people that are fans of the movie go in there you have like this little thing that's just like a a plaque or like right. whatever it is that lets you know uh even the what's the in seattle the restaurant where rob reiner and tom hanks are like disgusting oh, it's dating uh, in it's the, the 90s. one in the i can't it's like um, starts with an a but there's a plaque there that says tom hanks sat here and rob reiner sat here and you can sit in those spots mm -hmm. and for whatever those are i search that out i literally travel the country and i my favorite mm -hmm. movies even when i travel to europe and go all over the world 
the reason I go to certain places because a movie I liked was filmed there and I know the location looks beautiful. So I travel for that specific reason to that place. Mm -hmm. And there's always something about the movie kind of tied to it. And if there isn't, like there's a little industry like there to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know I, uh, it, it's in the Pike Place market. Uh-huh. It's like in that, in that, uh, it's called like Alta, it's not Alta Dana, but like Al- F, something like that. Yeah. Uh, well, w- wrapping up, like, <laughs> like getting back to the Garland and about coming back to the movie theaters mm-hmm. and like having experiences here. Like, we've talked a lot about our experiences here, but is there, I, I'm, I have a ton of them, but like, is there at the Garland yeah, specifically? Like, I mean, still, like I said, when I first moved to Spokane, my parents were raised here. I'd come to visit my grandparents. I'd only been here like twice. Mm -hmm. And I remember just staying at their house. And when we moved here, it was kind of scary. Like I knew my cousins were all here. And the first thing we did the day I moved here was come to the Garland and we saw Aladdin. Mm. And that Mm. I kind of... Because movies, even before that, I think I was like nine years old, nine or ten. And even then, I'd already fallen in love with movies. Like, movies have been what I've loved since I was five. So then I found my spot in Spokane was here. Like, was this theater. And now coming back, and like, I've been gone for 20 years now, and now moving back, this I, I, I don't know where else I still fit into Spokane other than this place. Yeah. Like, this is it. Like, this is, I love it. Like, I love the history the nostalgia like why people still come here and like it's hard watching that window that the garland used to have between theater and video rental like this was the spot like it was the dollar theater is the second now that window is gone like Mm. it's literally straight from theater to streaming and it's yeah yeah so it's like these movies like the nostalgia movies are the best still for me to be around your community be around the people that live nearest to the building mm-hmm. that still want to come and watch these stories and watch n- not you could sit at home and be on your couch and watch it but you get to see it with an audience and there I mean, is I, I something special that's there's true. something like, far I, more enjoyable about it i think there's going to be very much a i don't want to call it a renaissance but there's going to be a time where like we're going back to the movies is going about going to be about the nostalgia of doing it versus the experience of going to see a current day one and i know that's gonna that's well, like that's, that's not what hollywood wants i but still like, think the internet and streaming and all of this is still so new that we kind of don't realize what we're losing by choosing convenience always right because like staying at home it's so easy to do that Mm -hmm. but you start losing places like this you start losing a theater experience and the second you're back in it you're like it's still the best version of seeing whatever the movie is you're gonna watch right yeah but people are lazy they'll like order stuff on amazon they won't go to the local store to buy stuff and i don't there will be kind of a breaking point where we're we're losing too much control over your own life because it's like even if I buy stuff on iTunes, I don't actually own it. Like they'll remove titles all the time that I actually bought and then because they lose the rights to it and then they'll get it back and I have to rebuy it again. But if I bought a DVD, that's mine. Like you can't take it from me. I have like a physical copy in my hand and everything just being digital. It's so shallow and fleeting that it's, I don't know. Like I do think people are kind of starting to grasp now 
that this is something that's missed. Yeah, no, it's totally missed. I miss yeah. it. Like, I miss, I miss it. Yeah. all of it. Yeah. And I think it's the experience of, you know, bringing people to experience it with you as uh, well is really big. Like best. my kids talk about Twister all the time. Coming so, here like, for it, yeah. I mean, and, and, and like even like Link, who hated Top Gun Maverick, yeah. he still talks about seeing Top Gun Maverick. In the theater. And like, yeah. and that's something that like as a six-year-old, like he's going to always remember. Yeah. And like, it's just, yeah, it is really. And I it, love that this place always kind of has kids movies and people bring their kids here because mm. it is having kids see movies in this theater they have to build those memories have that nostalgia because yeah. when this generation gets older and they don't have those memories they're not going to care if it's gone right and so people bringing kids now is super important and i see people doing it like yeah. i have all my friends i keep saying like Dude, get them to the Garland. Go to these places. Like, lock in those memories. Make it fun. And the more that kind of develops on this street, like Chris Bovey moving in next door, it, make it like a fun, vibrant spot to where everything that on this street that starts to develop, mm -hmm. this place will be, it's still kind of the jewel of the this part of town for sure. Like, it's just such a central, iconic spot. And as everything kind of develops around it, this place will just keep thriving. Hundred so. percent. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like it's <laughs> being able to bring your kids to like to see movies that even if they've on streaming, like to bring them to see Bad Guys or yeah. whatever, like the latest like kids movie to bring them here to have that experience. Like you're still gonna get a really good experience, and it's you're not spending that much money to to get here. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's, it's still it's, affordable. It's, it's very the affordable. Best. Yeah, uh, and it's fun. Um. Well, I, we like to end the show by asking, inviting someone, that, anyone to come down. We want you, the you, movie is about to start, but if anyone would like to come share a memory of the Garland or an experience they had here, or why are you here for this movie? Like, what is it about Stand By Me? And there's a mic right here if you want to walk down and uh, share a memory or talk about it. Um, and Please we have and we have a Bo uh, Chris Bovey oh, yeah. <laughs> print to give to anyone who wants to come up and share a little story. Um, but uh, what's that? Oh yeah, well you you have trivia. I did have some trivia, but it's on my phone. Which is oh, uh, this. Um, I remember some of it, but like it was. Uh, I'll share my story about uh, going to see a movie here. Uh -huh. I saw Free Willy. 1993 I, we sat in that like back section on the side uh -huh. but it was back when they were when i guess they used to fit like a, almost a thousand people in here on a friday night yeah and so i came in here with my brothers uh my parents and my parents decided to go take all of them to the bathroom my two brothers needed to go to the bathroom uh -huh. so they left this like eight-year-old me yeah. sitting in the chair but people would just like take spots. And so all these teenagers came in and filled, swooped like in. swooped in. And like my parents came back and they're like, those are our spots. And, and like, they're like, the kids were major jerks to yeah, my parents. Yeah. And my parents were like, why don't you save the spot? I'm like, dude, I, it's I, intimidating. Felt, I, I was so intimidated by these high schoolers. I remember having to save spots <laughs> for my friends. And I always had friends that were notoriously late and they knew I was always early to movies. And I'd put jackets in the spots. And you're the one catching oh hate my gosh, yeah. the entire time because people <laughs> like, they wanted, I was, yeah. When we were, I just did a podcast about uh, Phantom Menace the other day and about how like, if you went and saw a movie back in the day, like you would have to show up early and then yep. with a friend and then you, one of you would... You'd both go to your spot. You'd uh -huh. leave your your leave your coats there, and then you'd get, one go of you would go get concession. Or, yeah. But if you like had multiple seats saved, you would get 
people you people would start almost fights with you oh, sometimes, especially if it was like a big movie. Yep. Because you're trying to get that center spot. Exactly. Too. And uh, and I'm actually seeing some of our spots being taken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, no, but, this is great, man. I'm glad there's a good turnout for standby me tonight. Yeah, this great. is exciting kind of scene. And I haven't seen it. It's a movie I watch every summer, mm. and I knew we were going to do this, so I've been waiting to watch. Like, summer doesn't even officially start for me until I watch Sandlot and Stand By Me. Wow. Like, those two movies are just the pinnacle of, like, summer movies for me and that childhood and era yeah. where I still remember. I mean, ch- summertime was always the best when you were a kid. It was freedom. Like, right. there was no school. It was hanging out all the time. Totally. And Stand By Me and Sandlot are just those two movies for yeah. me. Well, 30, but, uh, this 36 years ago, this movie was coming out and yep. on August 22nd of it's 1986. Yeah. So, and it's still pulling a crowd. Yeah. This is awesome. Well, <laughs> uh, thank you, everyone, for uh, joining us, listening. Yeah. Um, and thank you all for coming to the Garland tonight. Uh, yeah, this is the Live from the Garland podcast. We have another one coming up before Happy Gilmore. And then we have one more for The Breakfast, the Breakfast Club. Club. And so, yeah, thank you all for coming. Enjoy the movie. And, uh, yeah, peace on. Save your local cinema. Yeah.